from Local 12 Sports. It's the Skinny Podcast. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome into the Skinny Podcast. It's the Bengals Training Camp Edition. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com, digital sports columnist and editor, along with Gary Miller, and it's presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin. All right, Skinny, last week of training camp, it was interesting what Zach Taylor said going into this. The quarterback battle for the backup position is still open. What did you read into that, if anything? Yeah, we talked to Brian Callahan yesterday, and, and he brought up the same point of it's A, still open, and B, he left open the possibility, as did Zach, that you know maybe the backup quarterback is not in the building at the moment. There may be another option to that. I think they're looking for one of these two guys to win the job. I think we've talked about it. You would assume one of them is going to be the backup, but you don't want it to be by default because you have to have one. You want somebody to go win right. the job. Jake Browning, I thought, you know, Friday took a step in the right direction with that drive, certainly doing some things with his legs. But then today, and there was, there was a couple interceptions, one in the red zone, one that was a bad decision in the red zone. And those mm-hmm. those matter. I mean, practice reps still matter to the coaching staff. Zach even talked about that today. So yeah. I, I do think when push comes to shove, one of these two guys will be the backup. But all bets are off if Brandon Allen gets cut in San Francisco. It's a guy who knows the system, a guy that you're very familiar with, a guy I think they would have still liked to have had on the roster if San Francisco hadn't given him so much guaranteed money. And so if he's out there and both of these guys stink it up in Washington and you don't really feel comfortable, then maybe you have to go in a different direction. Yeah, that's the advantage that Jake Browning had. Simeon had the advantage of being a, you know, right. having started. Zach uh, has never started a game in the NFL, but at least he knows the scheme has been here for yep. a couple of years. What do you make of Joe Burrow still not on the field and Zach saying, oh, he looks great. Yeah. He's a good-looking guy. but <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I've always thought next week was probably the timeline of uh, – you know, Yeah, well, not even that. I, I think just the injury standpoint of it, of getting through as – as much as you can, then add another week on to it. And I think this feels like it's kind of the added week to it. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm only guessing here, but they have two practices next week, Wednesday and Thursday. They're probably both going to be light because it's the week in between preseason and the, and the regular season. I would guess we see Joe Burrow out here throwing at least at one of those two practices, if not both, and then that gets him on the path toward then when you start practice for the Cleveland game in earnest the following Wednesday, he hits the ground running. Anything else to me would have been a setback would have taken place. And I saw him today in the locker room walking around. So I don't think there has been a setback. Yeah, Zach said he's throwing. We yeah. haven't seen him since With before the Green Bay game. Yeah. You know, so somewhere he's he's throwing, but yeah, it does seem to be a little bit more of an urgency with what we've seen from the backups because they don't look like they could win a game. It it, I, it would be very, very difficult. I mean, could you get through a game 20-17 to 17 because the defense is good enough to get you through a game? Maybe. But, yeah, I mean, they've had one offensive touchdown in two preseason games. I know the starting offensive line hasn't played. I know the big three wide receivers haven't played. But you've been pri- primarily playing against backups, too. Right. So, you know, that one touchdown drive came thanks to really Jake Browning putting together a good drive. Went four for four, ran twice for 33 yards. It was a good drive. I'll chalk it up to that, but you need more than one good drive in two games, and you need a really good performance this week, I think, to fend off anybody from the outside from coming in and maybe being the backup. One of the hopeful sights that we saw, Chidobi Uzie is finally back and doing 11 on 11. That's a major step, and there's not much left for him to prove. Yeah, no, and I, I think that's the big part. He did some sevens on uh, on Sunday, just starting to ramp it up to 11s, and, and I think that's, for him, the last time I talked to him about a target date was back in maybe June, and, and all he said then was the opener. And I think that's always been his mind. It wasn't, you know, July 31st right. or August 5th. It was always with that in mind. I think this is the perfect week for him to kind of get his feet wet to see where he is. Then next week, again, probably a couple lighter practices, and then you know for sure you're ready to go. Hit the ground running the following Wednesday when you start preparing for Cleveland. But it, it looks like all systems are go. Yeah, and that's huge for this team. On that side of the yes. ball, he's almost as important as Burrow is on the offensive side of the ball. You mentioned the uh, picks against Browning in practice, but 
On the other end of that is Jalen Davis. Yeah. Had himself quite a day. He sure did. Had a couple interceptions, one in the, in the red zone against Trevor Simeon. That was the dis disturbing part is the two of the low red zone passes were intercepted. Browning threw one. Great play by Logan Wilson, a one-handed yeah. interception. But then Simeon threw one as well. You can't throw interceptions in the low red zone. You just can't do it. it really, if Jalen Davis it had been a game, he was probably going whatever that was, right. 95 yards for a touchdown. Um, he made a really good break on the ball. But good for him. And, I, and I, you know, I've always had him on this roster. I think most have because he's truly the backup slot corner to Mike Hilton. But showed today that, hey, if something happened to Mike, he has to miss a game or two. Jalen Davis is probably capable of stepping in and playing quite well. And Hilton had one, and, and he had, had one. another one he should yeah, have. Yeah, that's the one. He's got, you know, Mike has really good ball skills, and we've yep. seen him. He's really picked on on uh, these quarterbacks throughout camp. In fact, Brian Callahan was asked about him yesterday, even though it's a different side of the ball, and he just was – it was about a minute-and-a-half answer of effusive praise of why Mike has been so effective intercepting in passes in, in camp, A, because he's such a good football player, his instincts, his smarts, his pre-snap stuff. I've talked to Mike on a couple of them. He goes, yeah, a couple of them I knew it was coming. And, okay, I get some of that, but he's also made some really good plays. But the one you're talking about – he turned. It was, was right, right in, in his hands. It went right like, through his hands to Charlie Jones. That I mean, could have been Mike it, Hilton. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, he got razzed about it by, by teammates, as you saw. But, uh, but it shows he was, again, in the right place at the right time. Just need to make a play on the ball. A guy that we've been waiting to break through and, like, make a statement. Miles Murphy missed some time with an illness, didn't play in the game on Friday. I'm still waiting to see him really make an impact yeah, I, on the rush. I thought he did today. I, I thought, honestly, uh, there were about three, maybe four reps, um, and it came at the expense of Jackson Carmen, unfortunately. I thought he was really good. He had one move where he got Jackson one way, slid around in the other. And that sometimes is hard to see how would that have finished out because they can't touch quarterbacks. They kind of let up. But I thought today, today was the first day where I thought that was the best day he's had. And, and hopefully that's a step in the right direction because you're right, he hasn't flashed as much as maybe we hoped or expected. Um, I don't think they've put their pass rush group together yet. I've seen little sprinkles of what it might be with Joseph Osai on the inside and Hendrickson and Hubbard outside. But you got to figure Miles Murphy's going to figure into that mix uh, at some point. Maybe it's not going to be week one. Maybe we see him for 10 snaps in week one and he has to build into that role. But today was the first time where I thought, okay, th this is the explosiveness I, I think you're going to get from him, but you can't just have one day. I mean, you hear it all the time. you got to stack days. you got to stack reps, and mm -hmm. he needs to keep doing it. Yeah, he did have one night. You know, he's doing okay dropping back in coverage. He had one nice play, yeah, yeah where nice he knocked down a pass. Yeah, sure did. Running back. Uh, Mitch Wilcox is back. That That's a crowded tight end room. Are they keeping three active? Yeah, I, I, I believe so. I, I, the question is who's the third? I think, you know, I think we all assume that Drew Sample's the backup to, to Irv Smith, and maybe he is, but I don't know that for a fact. I mean, I, I saw more Mitchell Wilcox getting reps today. Now, probably some of that is this is the first practice Mitch got to be a part of, so you want right. to give him a bunch right. of reps. But he repped with the one some. He, you know, he repped in, in, when they went to, to the twos as well. Um, and I just don't know if maybe he hasn't slid ahead, and then it's a battle of Drew Sample, Tanner Hudson for the third tight end spot. They're keeping three. I think Mitchell Wilcox is number two. It's a question of who the third guy will be. Yeah, and, and to catch up on the time missed, but he's ready for yeah. it. And he's in the system, so he's got that advantage. And he's the backup long snapper. He looks better doing that, too, by the way. Better than he did in that game last year. There you <laughs> go. For Gary Miller, I'm Richard Skinner. It's been the Skinny Podcast, the Bengals training camp edition, presented by Blake, the attorney, Maislin.